TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is Podcast 567, and I'm Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hey, this is Peter. I live in Hollywood, and I write for WeLiveEntertainment.com. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast, calling in from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, uh, let's start off with the news, and since we don't have Tom, you're going to have to deal with me giving a not-so-thorough uh, report. Uh, first thing I have is that Peacock has canceled... One of Us is Lying after two seasons and Vampire Academy after one season, which is kind of not surprising, but, you know, I was I started enjoying Vampire Academy. So, mm-hmm. eh. uh, uh, Apple has canceled Mos- Mosquito Coast after two seasons. Uh, and we have that NCIS Los Angeles will end at season 14. And Cobra Kai has been renewed for a sixth and final season at Netflix. And I'm sure there's more news, but that's what I got for you at the moment. Um, Also, uh, Jeremy Renner is in really bad condition, but is in good spirits, which I think has to do with drugs more than anything else. He said he broke 32 bones in his body, which I can't even conceive of breaking that many bones. Um, so he's feeling good with drugs. Like he's in good spirits. I was like, yeah, they have him doped up on morphine. Of course he is. Better living through chemistry. Exactly. Um, so I really wish him the best and wow. All right. Uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk, uh, the rookie. And this is, I don't even know what number episode we are uh, on at this point, but, the main storyline is uh, Chen and Tem have fi- are finally deciding they need to do something ab- other than hide their relationship because they- they're like, oh, the power dynamic is a problem. And what I give Chen credit for is she made Tem realize it. She sort of punked him into realizing that uh, him being in her direct line of command would be a problem for their relationship and they needed to address it because he was very much about putting his fingers in his ears and ignoring it. So I give her a lot of credit for that though. I take points away for him unanimously or, you know, what's the word basically just making the decision on his own, what that solution will be. Unilaterally. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Um, So I didn't appreciate that. I get that he was using it as I will make the sacrifice and follow my sword sort of situation. But if they're a real couple and they're supposed to be in this equally, then it should have been a discussion. So sure. I did not I did not like that. And he's like, look at what I decided. No. Well, but to be fair, 
he he kind of made it final as in like too late i did it but she also basically did did that on her end she was like talking about i'm gonna go to hollywood and it'll be fine and this is great and blah 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 blah. so she kind of sort of did the same thing it's just that except he, that she didn't make it final she right. at least was talking to him about it right you know but it, it wasn't like she was inviting his feedback he she just said this yeah. is what i'm gonna do so but it's just i think and i'm not disagreeing with you in the sense that he's just that he pulled the trigger and that it's sort of a done deal do you know what i mean right. so but right. but no i don't really think they had to talk about it and they both kind of had input she just assumed that she would be the one going because he she didn't want him to be demoted and yada yada yada. I mean, I don't know if it's going to stick the whole desk job thing, but I mean, a few episodes ago he talked about even not really not seriously, but the contemplating the retiring because he has that bad back and this and that. So, I'm actually curious though. I mean, I don't hate the idea of I mean, they stretched his character and they kind of gave him more to do, you know, they made him the sergeant whatever. Um, but maybe they're just trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe they're just trying to spread out, uh, you know, even more of like the characters ha having different things to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, one's a detective now, one's a, you know, training officer, one's a, you know, undercover, like, you know what I mean? So now they're going to give uh, us a view of like a desk job cop. You know what I mean? So that sounds boring. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I don't agree <laughs> with that decision. <laughs> But, uh, and I don't fear that they're going to, he's leaving the show because they just finally got those two together. I will be so mad if one of them, I will just, I will absolutely harass them on, on uh, social media and be like, get back to the show, finish your relationship. You, you've started this. You can't leave me high and dry. I mean, I, I'm, I like the show. Uh, you know, I said this last week, I like the show embracing the relationship finally, or letting us have what we want. Uh, and I am excited about seeing where they go. It'll just be fun. I don't think it'll be a, I'm hoping it's not a, oh my God, I'm totally dating myself. Uh, a Bruce Willis civil show. Oh, Moonlighting? Oh, yeah, Moonlighting. Oh, I mean, I think, that's yeah. the, I think that's the base. base. I think we all refer to it no matter, I mean, you have to be of a Yeah, when they, the, the will there, won't they? And then when they finally got together, it was the most boring thing ever. Yeah. It was the most boring show. Nobody cared. Nobody cared about the relationship. The show tanked. I mean, I think that there's less of that. There's very little chance of that because they're only one part of the show. But the relationship could end up being boring. I think the push and pull and the will I, they, I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I think I'll be happy with their relationship. They have better chemistry. The problem with the moonlighting was those two actors hated each other. Yeah. So I, yeah, I but think that, that ended up showing because, through. Because of Nathan Fillion. Remember Nathan Fillion's last show, Castle? They hated each other too. And oh, everyone true too. that relationship. Sometimes that love and hate, you know, we all know love and hate, that thin line and the, you know, intense emotions, whatever. Anyway, you know, I don't want to harp on that because what was the other, um, what was the main storyline? What was the other storyline besides besides them together? What was, I don't was know. That, is that all <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't, I don't. Oh, I know. It was, um, it was, ugh, I mean, they're, they're bringing Eli back and now, um. Oh yeah. The, uh, she, she snuck, she snuck she a surveillance thing in the middle. She lied to everybody and, and, uh, did a surveillance thing. And yeah, now and all her friends are mad. And, and now she's, she, not only is she in trouble, she got all her friends in trouble too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was not cool. That was not cool. That's lame. And but then, I, but I did like her breakdown when she just finally just admitted how scared she yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, and now she's also pregnant again. 
Yes. I mean, and the show does that. They do a good job of, you know, being silly and doing their thing and then, you know, getting real in these moments. And so, yeah, I agree with you. That was good. I'm curious to know if the actual actress is uh, pregnant in real life again, because she she clearly was the first time around, because I feel like it's a very weird um, story twist to have her pregnant again. You know what I mean? That just yeah. seems a little weird. So I, I wonder, I mean, I don't care that much, but I'm just talking out loud. Anyway, the rookie, we like it as much as we like it. Um, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, if anybody has anything else to say, we're going to move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Abbott Elementary. And uh, Peter, why don't you haven't talked or been on the show in a while? Do you want to start us off on Abbott Elementary? It was uh, the episode where. Um, oh, it's the chocolate drive. Yes. Candy yes. Drive. And the principal. Yeah, the candy drive, and it was the principal versus um, I forgot what te- what that teacher's name is. Yeah, what is her name? I really like her. Why can't I, remember? I do too? And also, there was the jealousy happening um, between their main couple because she's going to date the best friend, uh, one of his friends, and he's like, right, which he's uncomfortable with. And then, of course, the best story was about Milton. Oh, the cat. Yes, I was kidding. Because you're because uh, you're a cat guy. I was yeah, like, you I, mean I don't the, know. I just thought that was non-existent funny. story. I mean, like, go ahead. No one, that's, no one names a cat Milton. And then, have you seen Milton? Like, um, <laughs> um, no, no. I thought it was. Yeah, no, no. It was a good episode. I think I like last week's better, but because um, last week isn't last week when we met his dad with the whole floral yeah. like whole plants thing. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Like, um, but no, no, no. I thought, yeah, this was good. I I liked when is it Cheryl? Is that her name? There it is, Cheryl. Yes, that's correct. When they're at the mall and she runs into that other snooty lady and the woman's like, well, how much is the chocolate? Because this this young man said it was $2. It's like, oh, it's a dollar. Like, uh, But I like, I, I like the back and forth between the principal and Cheryl because like there's that moment where she's like, well, you've never really had to worry about like basically the kind of like money survival, yeah. right. Survival the way that she has and so in the way that in theory, some of the kids have. So I thought that was a, because I like how they've taken the principle as essential, and which is the same thing that they did with the office and um, well, not really parks, but like with the office where it's like Steve Carell's character is in charge and he, Michael Scott is such, he's such an idiot and everything. He's so incompetent and selfish and that's kind of what they started with the principal. And she still is that, but you're seeing how like where that where her skill set comes from. And then ultimately, like, yes, she does like care about the kids and everything. But 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 she can still be superficial and stuff, which is fine, you know, which makes her funny. Um so I thought I I think they're doing a good balancing act. And then that actress I think is terrific. So Yeah, I, I like the whole and I like that Cheryl actually understood and got the message. Right. Like sometimes right. You know, she's teach. She's also teaching these kids survival skills. Right. She's like, it's all it's all great and everything to be, you know, virtuous when you can afford to be. But I'm teaching these kids also how to survive, and I and she how to hustle. The, kid, the hard time about his pants. All right, that was great. She kept doing those yeah. these jokes. I forgot what the jokes were. They were pretty funny jokes about like. Well, not all of them, but a, a, a couple of them were good. Yeah, but then yeah, you, towards the end, the kid was like, "Yeah, okay, I've had yeah. enough." <laughs> um, but you know, no, no, I love it. I love, I love Abbott Elementary. It's like one of my favorite shows. So, um, it's yeah, se- this whole second season's been consistent. So, pretty funny. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts, Abbott? 
Okay, we'll move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Will Trent, and this was episode three. And I'd say I really liked the first two episodes. I thought they were fantastic, and I thought the lead actor was so great. I mean, and, and in the third episode, he's still great, but I felt that the mystery and the story in the third episode was not as good because I figured out the killer about halfway through the, or I don't even know if it was halfway through the episode, maybe shorter period than that. I was yeah. like, Oh, it's this person uh, who is obviously the killer who is obviously hiding evidence who is obviously like, I'm like, how are you a world renowned detective and you can't figure that out. And like, it was, that made me the fact that I was way ahead of him made the episode not as good to me. Uh, Allison, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I kind of, <clears throat> I I marathoned all three episodes last night. Um, I hadn't started watching it earlier. And I, I don't know, it's, uh, first, I'm not a huge procedural fan. And it just, the whole, uh, the whole thing seems pretty rote to me. Um, it, it's just kind of what I, I don't like about a procedural is what this show pretty much is. It's, you know, everything is very predictable. And um, like I you, I figured out episodes- who the... Yeah, I, I, I thought, thought the, the I, well, I thought the, the mystery of the first two episodes was better than this one certainly because yes. I literally yeah. knew who the the killer was from the first time that they they asked this person a, a question about how did you not know about this um so uh it's it's like oh okay it's you um <laughs> and and then the rest of it was biting my time I do like the actors I think it's cast really well I, th- yes. I think that the actors do a great job I like the lead I like the one who plays his on and off girlfriend I like the one who plays his partner and, and yep. the chief um, I like I all of yeah I think for, for procedural it's solid. really well cast yeah for I mean you're right it is a procedural and it has the pitfalls of a procedural but because the cast is so good, I, I I feel like I can still watch it. Yeah, I mean, I think other if, procedurals if, that are boring. Yeah. yeah, I think if if anything pulls you back in this show, it's because the cast is so strong, and and I I also really like the Chihuahua Betty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> adorable. Um, well, I like how much he he ends up that. falling. I, I I like how he falls for that dog so quickly, and it becomes like. He's like, well, you have to put the food in this way. And then this, like, he was willing, like, it opens up with him trying to give the dog back to a uh, a rescue. And they're, and them trying to not let him do it. And then he gets stuck with the dog. And then he just becomes super overprotective guy, which I thought yeah, was hilarious. Yeah, now he's like, you know, total super doggy daddy. Yes, um, it was yeah, really good. Which, I is, like which is cute as, as hell. So I, I, I love all that stuff that, that works really well but i i think they need to work on on their their mysteries their shows because the the rest of it is just even even the first one which was better than than um this week's you know the the two-parter that they had they started with it was it was better than this you know i couldn't figure out exactly what was going on but then part of that was because they didn't actually bring in who the killer was until like you know towards the very end of the last the, the the first episode um but I, I think they, they really need to work on what their mysteries are if they're going to elevate this at all. And the dialogue right. could use a little work, too. But I, I do like the cast. Yeah, it was a little on the nose. Uh, Yusin, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, 
I won't belabor the point. I think everybody, I agree with everybody. Um, I may not have mentioned this last week when I was praising the show. I don't like procedurals strongly. Um, I did when they first came out 25 years ago. Um, and now that there's 50,000 procedurals, uh, I don't even care to sift through any of them. Uh, but since this is new and because of all of the things Allison said and you, um, I am watching it. I am giving it a chance. Third episode, it did kind of, you know, kind of slide down for Drag. me. And if it, if it if it stays at this level, I don't know how you know if how much how much charm and you know interest and acting is going to keep me because i'm not a fan of procedurals um because if it if it was a season's worth and i had gotten attached to the characters um more even you know what i mean it was a nice intro but you know these aren't my best friends yet you know what i mean like i don't really want to spend you know tuesday night with them so uh if it's sort of like a red flag you meet a person you're like oh i want to be friends with you and you hang out a few times and then you're sort of like I don't really like you. Um, so it, so if that's the case, I'm absolutely certainly going to give this show uh, multiple chances. Uh, and, you know, I'm hoping, and, and, you know, this isn't a diss. I'm hoping it becomes another rookie for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be the best show. It doesn't have to be mo- super believable. Um, but I have to like the characters and they're charming. I have to care about them. And the plot lines can be interesting now and again. Um, it, you know, it, it seems like it's an easy watch. I will emphasize again, I like that they haven't made the lead character necessarily, you know, uh, I believe they're calling it neurodivergent now on the spectrum, uh, like, uh, you know, made it. Yeah. He's, he's not, it's just, he's just been a, he's just, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's dyslexic. He's, he's dyslexic and he's been abused and the abuse is what causes him to not understand how to interact with people. Yeah. So I like that. It's an, that's what I'm saying. It's way more interesting. It could have been easy to just go in that other direction. We've had it, you know, a few shows like that. uh, And it seems to be, you know, very topical. Um, Nothing wrong with it. If he was, I'm not saying. Yeah. They're just doing, they're just doing it a lot. Yeah. I get you. A little twist. And, um, and I like that it's, and it's very believable. It's very believable, and the, I will let, I will end saying this. I like the triad they've created. Uh, I think we mentioned that I, as well. I don't. We don't know if Mark uh, Paul Gossler is coming back, or I think that if he isn't part of the regular cast, he should definitely do guest spot. Yeah, guest star. Yeah, I liked I liked having him in there too. Yeah, I so I think that the threesome. Uh, and who knows, maybe it was at some point, um, they, or it will be again in the future. Um, I, I like that aspect also. I like that dimension. So, uh, yeah, no, there's definitely lots of little points that I like. They're a little different and they make the show interesting, gives it texture. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, the only, uh, only thing I will point out for those who didn't know the whole thing about that haunted lake is actually a true story. Uh, that lake is famous because they, killed a lot of black people in that neighborhood they they killed them or ran them off their land and then they took a burial like a because a lot of black communities have their own uh, cemeteries and so they took the the cemetery that was there and then they made a lake out of that cemetery for people to just like uh you know like for people to ski and stuff on so they they took a cemetery and turned it into a lake so that part is true. And people say that that lake is cursed because a lot of accidents happen on the lake. A lot of people die on that lake. Ugh. So so people say that it's cursed. So she wasn't now just Now like, I wish they'd done more with that because I just thought yeah. it was something made up for the show. 
I just, no. they, they didn't, I, I, I felt they really could have done more with that if that's the case. Yeah. So that's uh, just all for FYI for you guys. Food wow. for thought. Um, well, then I, I want to say this one more thing then. I like that very much. Uh, not only that they pulled from real life, but I feel like uh, the, the, there are multiple uh, leads that are black. And uh, I think that it was certainly, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. I get the impression that it's a choice. Um, so it's more about, it's more than just sort of stunt casting or not stunt casting, but you know, you guys know what I mean. You know what I mean? Um, you know, woke casting. Uh, if we're going to get plot lines that are diverse uh, across the board and, 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 and give us information that we've never known before, like Allison said, they could have made it even more of a plot point or whatever. I think that's great. I think that's extra points for the show. Yeah, and they could, I feel like they could have said it in a way yeah. so that we understood it really happened versus yeah. it just seemed like it just seemed like that she was just superstitious the yeah. way they played it. Yeah. Um, but I I was I ended up having a, a whole talk about it with my family. So it's wow. like See? whole thing. It's good. All it's right. creating conversations. That's true. All right, next up, uh, let's talk about the rig, and we're only gonna talk about the pilot because that's all that's as far as I got. So, uh, Yusin, did you, you did watch the pilot, right? I did watch it. And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I wasn't always such a softie. So, um, it's not remotely gory, um, in any way, especially not the first episode. Um, it struck me as old school, uh, sort of like the thing and, um, uh, Stephen King, especially his TV adaptations, you know, I mean, obviously the, the obvious, uh, the reference being like the mist or, you know, that mist. Role. Yeah. I, I referred um, to it as the mist too. I said the same thing. Yeah. So well, when so, I was talking to Peter off podcast. Yeah. So, so for me, um, I think it's fine. I think it's sort of, um, reminds me also of those movies from the, like the nineties, like the deep blue sea or, or the abyss or was it eighties? I don't remember. Well, let's just also give it some backstory, which is it's, yes. it's a bunch of, it's a crew on board an oil rig Correct. and they are obviously exhausted because they've been on shift for whatever time and people are getting transferred. They've have all, they have, they give you an idea of some of the interpersonal stuff that's going on. And then all communication gets knocked out and everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Next thing that happened is this huge fog, just sweet. Like it does not look normal at all. It's obviously it some so sort of, and it comes in. So it looks very supernatural very to nice. the point where I was yelling at the people who were standing there looking at it. I was like, get inside. What are you doing? They're just like, oh, wow. They're like, oh, wow. What is this mist? Yes, I know, I know, right? I know those guys are used to that kind of stuff and this and that, but I would, I honestly, if I was one of them, I literally would have been like, yeah, that's coming in too fast, guys. You know what I mean? Like I would have- And it I, looked weird. It looked so thick, you yes, know? Yeah, it did so. not look remotely normal. But and they're all just so standing normal. there like, oh, look at that. Isn't that yeah. interesting? <laughs> I mean, and we- yeah, I was, I was yelling at the screen. Oh, and also, yeah, we've watched too many shows like this. So, Because one, I was like, you don't know if the air is going to be right. It could be poison. Yeah. Like I was running through all these things and yeah. I was like, get inside. No, that being said, though, I will tell you in every horror movie where like there's a noise, you know, down in the basement or outside a door in real life, this has happened to me. And I'm always like, why wouldn't you run out of your house? Nope. I grab a flashlight and I like open a door. No, no I, seriously. You're no. the one. I'm they the made one. this movie I mean, because of you? 
And I literally make fun of them. And so at the same time, we can all be like, if I was there, I would have run inside. Like, I don't know. Maybe I would have been like, hey, guys, what's this mist coming in so fast? I can honestly say I have never heard a noise outside and gone investigated with a flashlight. That has never happened in my life. I I opened my door once and then uh, realized how stupid I was and shut it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mid-opening it. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, shut the door. So, um, so not to get off topic, but it's relevant because we, we were talking about the it's main part of the second half of the show, this mist, and I will pick up the summary for you. So they send up two people who, um, you know, who have to kind of check the tower sort of thing. That's all rote. Well, because they're trying to restore communication. Yeah, yeah so, the communication so, and is then, up there. You know, one of them falls down and is gravely injured, mortally, it seems like. Um, and then at the very end of the episode, he is up and at him and he is buck naked. And he, <laughs> no, but what's crazy is that he's like, he's apparently like seeing the future because he starts yeah. talking to them about stuff. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, that was good. I like that part. Yeah. yeah. That was adequately creepy. So, so I will finish by saying, because that we've done the summary. Um, I don't suspect it's going to be a great show, um, but I love that. I love that they're Welsh. I, lo- I mean, I, I I think they're Scottish. And, no, they're um, Scottish. They're Scottish. Scottish. And they're not Welsh. They're Scottish. Yeah. No, no, no. Scottish. They're Scottish and Irish. Um, and so I thought that's just a different, nice twist. Oh, oh, and this is worth mentioning. It, and then I'll let someone else talk. Um, the the American business person, you know, the car- the Paul Reiser character from Alien. Um, that's a bit that's a bit uh, annoying, which is the corporate what are you talking greed. About? The female character who is like oh the female because I was like I was picturing a Paul Reiser I was like wait what no that Paul but you you mean the woman the woman yeah like yeah she's the business person yeah yeah pushes money over everything else and you know yada 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 I, except for her boyfriend she wants her boyfriend to survive the rest of them yeah, can all die whatever yes. but the point is that's so boring and rude and she brought nothing to it and I like that actress she is from Schitt's Creek which I yeah. love that show and I loved her in it I hate her in this. Um, yeah, she plays it so one note. She is the corporate mustache twirler. Um, and everything about her is grating. I know her character is supposed to be like that. The only thing I will say is I did feel like she knew the science. So I didn't feel like she was dumb. A lot of times these corporate people are just, they only know money and that's it. And I do feel like she was looking at the data and the information and she was like, I think we can still withstand based on these numbers and whatever. So I, I was like, at least they made her somewhat but they, smart. But, but so. you proved my point because even, even with that, you know, back, background and complexity, I felt it, she played it one note. I felt she played the, you know, sort of the corporate greedy, you know, I don't care about anything. So you're absolutely right. I like that they made her, you know, um, smart and this and that, but the way she played it was so one dimensional and mustache twirly. It really put me off and it, it and All I right. really, it made me like the show less. Uh, Allison, your thoughts. Um, well, I, you know, I, I, I thought it, it started out interestingly enough, but I mean, it's, it's basically, let's face it, it's alien on, on an oil rig. Um, it's, and, well, and actually well, it, you brought it, up the abyss and it, it, that it reminds me more of the abyss than, than that mostly. But, but the thing is that we've, you know, you brought up a bunch of things and that's the trouble. We've seen this movie before. Um, and, and that's everything, true. everything that really well, happened. Well, I think is I like is, Ian Glenn, just, so that. So oh, I love I was, him. I'm, that's in the, a, I'm in for Ian Glenn. That's that's why I'm there. And so. I will I will say what kept my attention, because uh, I'm not going to go into details, but yes, I've finished this whole thing, is, is the, that the cast is so strong. They have they have great 
actors in in all the, the different roles and and what kept my attention is the fact that the acting was so good and that their their interreaction with each other for the most part um is so good so that that kind of keeps you engaged or at least it kept me engaged um story-wise though i mean you know it's like i i was like counting down okay now this is going to happen now that's going to happen and now I'm i mean even with the fog rolling and it's like of course they're standing there and just doing this because if they had the brains to get inside and away from that then we wouldn't have a story in a moment where there's not a lot on television it's engaging enough to keep my interest for the moment but I, okay. you know, if, if there was better stuff on TV, I don't know that I'd be, I'd be, you know, continuing to watch this. Well, it's gotten really good ratings. So there's hope that it might get a second season. So I'm still, I'm well, so far I'm still enjoying it, but I will say I only watched one episode. So that. Wait, did you say ratings? Because reviews, I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I think it didn't even break 60. Uh, I just saw the it, it's number one in the UK on Prime and it's number three in the US. So that's what I meant. Oh, okay. I really All right. Like, I didn't know Emily Hampshire was in this. I really like her. I'm actually currently rewatching Schitt's Creek and I've always so loved much. that actress. So now that you say that she's on the show, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, now I kind of want to see it. Like, because I like her. I well, told you I to. This her. is, but this is other thing. This is in your wheelhouse, Peter. It's got. The it's it's the mystery horror kind of vibe that you love. Right. So I I'd say this is your kind of show. But let's move on. We've been on this for a while. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Hunter season two episodes one and two. And Tom told me I could just because I had started Hunters, but I don't think I finished season one. And he was like, "Oh, you can just jump oh, into season two. They have, no, they no, have there's, a, there's like I, a huge reveal. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So. I, I heard Tom say that, and then I was, and as he told me, he totally told me the, the, the twist. And I was like, why would you do that? But he told me the twist, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the last episode. So I watched the finale of season one, and and even though he told me, it was still really good. And I was like, wow, okay. So I thoroughly enjoyed the finale of season one. And then going to season two, I was like, how is this dude still in the show? Because he got shot twice in the chest. <laughs> like I was like, how are we doing this? And apparently, we're doing a weird, elaborate flashback yeah. that he's in. And so his entire storyline is separate from the main story of the season two, which is interesting. I was like, that's an interesting way to keep an actor you've killed on the show. Um, and so far... His storyline is interesting, so I'm not mad at it. I mean, but he can't interact with any of the main characters. Well, he is interacting. I take that back. He's interacting with one of the main he, characters. He interacts in flashback with them. Because right, the, right. the entire crux of, of his story is is how and why he he puts this group together. I mean, why right. would he do that when, when he's ultimately going to, to risk them finding him out? And which which right. is what happens, but um, the you know it, it tells you okay, well this is what had to happen for for him to for him to feel the need to do that, and it's extremely right. well constructed. Um, so I, yes, I agree. I, I thought it was and, great. And too. then that also gives texture to his speech at the end of season one, where he he is legitimately like, look, dude, I totally regret everything I did. Like he's kind of apologizing and kind of like saying why he did it. But I totally get the other dude's point of view. Like, dude, I don't care. This is your, you still need to die. <laughs> like, um, 
so all of that was it's it's good it gives it gives texture more texture to it as as far far as the current well not current day but the main day timeline in 79 i think it is um i find that not as interesting yet i mean they finally get the team like at least at the beginning it wasn't but now by the end of episode two they do get the team back together and once they have the team back together i was like okay this is interesting and they immediately get betrayed i was like are you kidding me there are traitors there's two traitors in your group oh my goodness so yeah that that's kind of crazy um but i'm really hoping to find that they say that she's not actually a nazi she's just part of another group that's doing something else i don't know Mm -hmm. um but uh allison your thoughts um i i really liked season two i actually thought season two was stronger than season one because i can um, see that we once we do get because it takes a little while to get the group together um, and it's kind of frustrating while we're waiting for that to happen. But when they do all start operating together, they're much more like a, a family. I mean, they're a family that that doesn't get along, but they're <laughs> but they're they know each other and they're bonded to each other. And you really feel that in in how they operate, how they work. Um, right. And so I I really really like that. And and they do you know this show is willing to go in weird directions too because I remember the, the the first thing that happened in the second episode is we got like, this very strange kind of version of of sound of music. Um, it's oh, like, I was like, what am I watching? I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, why are we watching the sound of music? What's happening? Uh, though you know, and the thing that's funny. I freaking downloaded the sound of music after I watched that. Cause I was like, Oh, now I need to watch the sound of music. Um, but, but I, I just thought that yeah, was, hilarious. Oh, and then, and then they're like, Oh, and by the way, Hitler's totally alive. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like that's yeah, well, the they, they reveal that in, in the end, at the end of season one too. It's like the last thing you see. Um, right. Uh, but I, I just was like, so we're doing this whole, but I, they gave more explanation on how that's a thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what that does i can see how you would think that like they gave they gave it enough credence that it made sense but i was like and then they have this old guy like do his mustache just right and i was like wow okay we're doing this this is this is strange but okay that's what we're doing um but yeah i i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying hunters i am i just don't you know what i don't care about is the main guy and his girlfriend i don't care about that uh, yeah, well, I we, get... I think, I think we don't have to stick with her for a really long period of time. Um, her, the, I think the main point is that she's, she's, she needs to be in there kind of as a, more as a plot device than a character. But, um, right. you know, when, when they have the, the actual unit, the group of them interacting, that's, that's when the show is best. That and right. all the bits with Al Pacino, because Al Pacino yeah. just has such a lock. On, oh, on yeah. that character, he's you know, I mean the he's fantastic. About him is yeah, crazy. he yeah he. This is one of his better roles. I'm gonna have to say, like really he is. is really good. And I was really nervous, like how are we gonna do this without the cast? And he's already like what? And he he's carrying it, of course, freaking Al Pacino. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's carrying the story, and I really like. So that's why I'm like I'm kind of enjoying his story more. Uh, just because he's so interesting to watch. Oh, oh, he's but completely anyway. magnetic. He really is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. So thumbs up for that. Uh, next up, we're going to talk ghosts. And when I say we, I mean uh, Yusun and Peter. 
are going to talk ghosts because I I bailed on ghosts midway through season one. So I really like ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm really curious about the British version because it's a remake or, or, or it's, you know, just like uh, The Office or whatever. It comes from Europe. Um, but I haven't seen the original. But I really like uh, it's a show that I, I just caught during the pandemic or whatever. And I was like, what is this thing on my Paramount Plus? And now I watch it week to week. Um, but Yusin, do you want to start off? Uh, tell us what the episode was about. Um, sure. Uh, I, I, we haven't discussed ghosts in a very, very long time or at all. So I, I want to say this, though. I think it's important for, for listeners. Um, I very much enjoyed the first season and completely forgot about it. And I think that's a little bit important to say because it's a quiet light lovely show you know it isn't something uh that you know i mean once i someone reminded me that season two came out i was incredibly excited um but it isn't like aggressively funny or like super it's just a subtle funny sweet show um and so just to remind folks there is a a main mansion that uh, the main character uh, in, uh, inherited from, I think, an aunt, uh, and they've decided to turn it into a bed and breakfast. Um, but she falls uh, during the early episode, I guess the first episode, and after her fall down the flight of stairs, she's now able to see all the ghosts that inhabit the house and are unable to leave. And what's great about the show, and it's the conceit of the show, is that they are ghosts from every single sort of dec- uh, not decade, uh, period, all the way back from the Vikings from, you know, a thousand years ago uh, to uh, your hotshot um, uh, Wall Street uh, trade trader, whatever, frat boy kind of a guy and, you know, a Native American, all these different characters. So it really allows for multiple things. One is they can lean into the historic aspect of it, and then it gives every character a built-in dimension because they are reflective of the period that they are from. So that's where a lot of the humor comes in. And so uh, that will bring me into this current episode where um, uh, uh, the the one who is sort of like a very prim and proper, I'm going to say Regency era, I don't know, maybe a little later than that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say early 1900s, she uh yeah definitely oh yeah industrial revolution so yeah so then so it was in the 1900s uh the um uh she's a very prim and proper very rich woman who uh you know a lot of her laughs are about uh because uh, because of um uh you know the suffragette movement and the feminism and this and that so her her angle a lot of it is um her discovering uh, feminism, really, or just coming into the fact that women are allowed to do all sorts of different things. Uh, in this, the episode right before this, I think she has a very intimate relationship with a dish a washing machine um, that opens up a whole new world for her. Um, and so that's hilarious. Uh, there's a hippie woman, so that you know that there's an interaction there. So in this episode, she basically. Um, uh, is sort of guiding or chiding, actually, uh, the main characters for, they hire help, you know, and they're very sympathetic and want to be friendly and, you know, the way that the world works now, everyone tries to super get along. Um, and so the lead character is asking uh, the guy who they've basically hired as an assistant for everything, Jack of all trades, um, you know, how he's doing and his love life. So she gives him uh, advice and then they end up breaking up. So in the background, because she's the only one that can hear the ghost, um, uh, you know, this woman is very much like you have, you can't treat the help like this and you can't, you know, you have to do this and that. I mean, I'm not explaining the show to sound even remotely funny. So Peter, I'll let you kind of take over, except I will say this. 
um, the, uh, the, her husband cannot see the ghosts or hear them. And that is actually also a, a sort of anchors the show and it's sort of hilarity um, because there's just a lot of interaction going on and she'll kind of be talking or not talking. He'll be like the ghost, right? It's a ghost. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a ghost thing. Um, again, it doesn't seem funny the way I'm describing it, but it is filled with uh, a lot of quick, not like Abbott Elementary, but like much more subtle, uh, but these like witticisms and puns and funny little lines. And they are mostly based on the anachronistic sort of situation of the ghosts learning to kind of, you know, uh, adapt to the modern world. But it is a really, really endearing, lovely show. Peter, you. Yeah, I mean, what's weird about it is that when you first start, because these characters have been dead for a long time, like the Viking or, right, the um, <clears throat> Native American, like, or even the jazz-like woman, you could, if you sort of see the show, be like, well, they're kind of just these, like, broad stereotypes. Yes. And they kind of are, but for yes. some reason it's kind of endearing how the show takes these kind of dead character, dead people and mix them with a modern like married couple and everything. Yep. And so I don't know, it ends up being, I would say it's more sweet and charming than like laugh out loud funny. Yes, I exactly. do love that Thor, Thorkin, what's the guy, what's the Viking's name? I Thor. don't remember. But I love how he's got his son, but he, it, it's like, he never knew that his son was basically at the estate across the way. And so now they have to yell at each other. Yes. Like to, you know, oh, and then he right. finds that out that his son, his son married a Dane. And that's yes. like, oh, that must be a joke. That's the worst thing in the world. There's no way yes. that's possible. I yes. also love that the woman you're talking about hates the Petty. Irish. Petty, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like her whole, like she, there's like, I think there's a move, there's like a cleaning thing and it's an Irish thing. She's like, what, what is this? You know, like, uh, yes. I think that's really hilarious. Um, but um, I also think that they do a good job with, they do a good job with like giving us more things about the rules of being dead. So like last week we find out, they think the personal assistant might've murdered somebody because it's the actress from a uh, superstore who played Cheyenne. Yes. Oh, I recognize her. She's a car, she's a car ghost. Oh my God. That was fantastic. She's in a, so she'll always be in the car and she can she go maybe the radius. Like, she has right, she's got like a radius, and then the Native American guy has a crush on her, and so they kind of like each other. But then he's like, "Well, wait a minute. How many? For all I know, every time you drive somewhere else, you might be like hooking up with some other ghost or some whatever." Other, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of things like that where I was like, yes. "Oh, that's a clever idea." I was like, "That's Libby oh, laughed. Yeah. She didn't even need to yeah. say no, but she understands yeah. the concept of how funny that could be." I get it, but I, I and as much as you guys are talking about how charming and stuff it is, I I did not find it as charming. It's not I mean, better. I watched I, I watched it at least like ten episodes of season I, you one. You know what? So I, I agree lot. with you, but it really it, and I think Peter will back me up on this. Ten is a lot to get committed to a show, but uh, <laughs> it was it was too subtle, and it did absolutely become uh, just more engaging and funnier. The jokes landed better. The acting was better. They gelled together as a cast. Like, 
Um, it absolutely got better. I don't know that it, it would have gotten, it's, it's gotten better enough for you to, I would not, you don't hear me saying, go back, go back, watch it. Um, I'm not saying that. I think if you weren't charmed even in the least, uh, you're not going to notice or care about how it's improved. Um, so I'm not even saying to you, you should watch it. I am saying to listeners, though, if you have never given it a try um, and it, you, you're kind of wondering about it, this could be your cup of tea. All right. So you guys are saying thumbs up for Ghost. For sure. uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk uh, Tulsa King and we watched the pilot for it. And I'm going to, um, Peter, do you want to start off? Because you're the one that got me to watch it. Yeah, like, I mean, um, Taylor Sheridan, I liked his movies, scripts. I don't love Yellowstone or the or the spinoffs. I've only seen a little of that, to be fair. But I'm always like, eh, I right. liked I liked the 1883. Yeah, I, I saw the pilot. Like, but because this is Stallone, I was like, all right, I'm curious. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, and it's not a Western. I was like, all right, I'll give this a chance. Like, uh, it's not like genius or anything, but... One, I like Stallone, so I was like, oh, okay, him in a television show, like, how's that going to be, everything? And it's, and you know what? There's an early scene, because the whole premise is basically that he gets, he, what is it? He didn't rat. He didn't rat on the mob or whatever. He basically, he took, he took a rap. He took, he took a murder rap. His boss killed somebody, and he took the rap for the murder, and he spent 25 years in prison. And the whole thing is, now that he's done his 25 years, he wants his reward, and their reward to him is basically banishment to Tulsa. Correct. Right? That's but the, I do that like, is the premise. There's an early scene where he goes, so he gets out of prison, he, he, he goes, to, right, when he finds out about his banishment, he walks in the room, and there's these two guys behind him. And, he, and because, look, he's been in prison, and he's a mob, he's just like, hey, don't stand behind me. And I like that Stallone is in his 70s, and he still has this presence of like, like, do not mess with this guy. And they're like, hey, man, we're just like, it's fine. He's like, no, well, I'm, I'm fine. Just don't step behind me and everything. You're like, yeah, man, don't, what are you doing? Like, um, and they very quickly <laughs> establish, even though realistically, I mean, he's pretty old and stuff, like how kind of um, cutthroat like his character can be. Um, I do think this can lead to what you're, what you're, I think you and I talked off podcast about. He is a character that obviously Taylor Sheridan probably, I'm assuming the, the role's kind of written for Stallone and he's getting to do a lot of stuff that Stallone does, but this is 2023 and is it is a little like, could a character who's this like macho get away with behaving in the world? He, he can to a degree if he's, de- there's a scene where he goes, it's a weed shop, right? Yeah, and the guy is is skip is right, not recording all the right, and he's like, "Look, how are you doing this and everything?" You're like, "Okay, I could, I buy it because this is also kind kind of sketchy." But I can let you say there's a scene with where he wants to buy a car, and he has no. Well, the scene the scene works on, on certain level it works because he gave, basically takes his cab driver, who's a black guy, a black and guy. says, "Now he's you," he's like, "Now you work for me." Guys. Yeah, right, he gives right. him he gives him like fifty, sixty thousand dollars. He's like, here, go buy me a car. And then he shows up the next day without the car. And he's like, dude, what the heck? And he's like, Well, when I went in there and tried to pay for the car in cash, they accused me of being a crack dealer. And right. so he's like, they wouldn't sell me the car. And so Stallone's like, All right, let's go. And so the only thing that the that the car dealers ha- are guilty of of being racist, which is unfortunately not a crime. So when Stallone goes in there and he he's just like, beats the guy and up, muscles, I know he muscles the whole thing because he's right. like the irony is 
you're very comfortable with me because I'm a white guy, but you don't understand that I'm the actual drug dealer. You I know like what I'm that saying? Scene. I like that. I, I did. It was a no, good like scene. <laughs> but then he beats the crap out of this dude. <laughs> and the guy says, I'm going to call the cops. And he's like, takes the phone and beats him with the phone. <laughs> and and then he's like, you're going to sell me this car for $50,000. And he's like, okay. And, and he gives him the 50,000. He takes the car. And I was like, and why does the guy not then call the police? Because he basically <laughs> stole that car. He beat him. He beat him down, stole the car, and that dude had not actually done anything illegal. When he beats down the guy at the weed facility, right? That guy, doing, I get it. That guy has been doing illegal in that stuff, world. right? So you get it. But this dude has done nothing illegal. There's no explanation. No, but we as the audience want to see the racist guy get beat up. Like, so, I mean. I'm not saying it's not, <laughs> it's not gratifying, but it's illogical. Like, right, I was like, right. why, what? I don't understand. So I've only seen the pilot, but I mean, it was enough that I was like, okay, I'll keep watching this. I mean, you've watched more than one. Yeah, I mean it's still good, and and oh, okay, and yeah. they haven't they haven't had another scene like that scene. So uh, he is he has a conversation about pronouns and stuff about you know being kind of in this being more current because he says something, and the person in the back seat or whatever is like, no, you can't say that, and they're like explaining to him why he can't say it. And he's just like, wait, okay, so what? And so, and I mean, he genuinely, I mean, he's not being like a jerk, really. He's genuinely trying to understand. And then he's just kind of like, I think this is over my head, you know? So you don't, you're not overly offended, I guess. I mean, that is because he's, feel like he's an old man, you know, you get, you get like, that. But I feel like, I mean, that's an interesting thing is like someone like going to, I mean, and I know it's not the same show, but it's Taylor Sheridan. Someone like, um, Kevin Costner's Yellowstone, who also, you know, Stallone and Costner and Willis, these, these kind of like action people of the 80s and 90s, you know, they appeal to an older, you know, essentially kind of like white boomer like type of thing. There is something about Stallone's always, his persona, like you just, I haven't seen this pronoun situation, but there is something that Stallone always adds to his characters, even though his characters are very vigilante and sort of old school. There is always a part of like, there's a vulnerability. Maybe it comes from, a, you know, the original Rocky character, but like there is a, there's something about Stallone's presence where you, you kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's trying. Right. Instead of just, right. being you're like, you know, he's trying or whatever. And I guess. That's, <laughs> and that's what I felt in now. that, in that scene. I felt that I felt that, I was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, he's, he's on the edge of that. Oh, and also, but... him sleeping, also him sleeping with the 40-year-old or whatever, like, right? Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. She was, because <laughs> she finds out his age, and he's like, is it the age gap? She's like, you mean the age canyon? So she, like, she's like, no. And she, her, her, I thought the fact that he included that, because I'm always kind of icked by older actors. Yeah, it's, a little, yeah, I mean, it's a little icky. And what I liked is her reaction to finding out how old he is was exactly what a real person would be. It wouldn't be like, oh no, you're so pretty and you're so... She was like, oh my God, you're how old? And she's like, I gotta go. Like, his, way of, his way of explaining it is to say, when Kennedy was shot, I was in high school or something like that. Right, right? and then she did the math. You could see her going, she's like, wait. It's like, and then the look on her face was fantastic. 
And she she got out of that hotel room like her. her I did butt think was it was a fire. little. It's a little. It's a little cliche though that now she's on the for, the, the task force to take him down. No, but that's great though because now that's we have a reason I was like, for them oh, to interact. Well, because it's like yeah. right because it's like well why would we see this character again? It's like oh Correct. that's why like you know right so. and and now you'll see the second episode they kind of redefine their relationship in the second episode, so. I, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like okay. it. So I would I say the difference it. between, yeah. yeah, the difference between Tulsa King and the Rig is the rig, both epi- both shows. I saw the pilot, and with Tulsa King, I was like, all right, I'm hit another one. So I watched the next episode. So I'd say that that's that says something. All right, next up, so thumbs up for us. Next up, we're gonna talk the uh, Mayfair Witches. We're episode three, and I apologize for the people who do not have AMC Plus because you're a week behind us. So you know, mute. Um, so this episode is the fallout. The does it live up to the first 14 minutes that I saw of the pilot? <laughs> I think you should mute because we're going to talk about a character death. So you should you should mute. Well, I mean, unless it's Dario, you're not going to kill the main character. I'm like... telling you, you should mute. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Okay, before you mute, I mean, can I just get, has everyone seen go the ahead, show? Go ahead. Yeah, 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 we have. So Allison, is it like, I just keep feeling this is the kind of thing that Allison's going to say. It's god-awful. Like, I mean, it, what, I mean, is it, without spoilers of the narrative, are you guys enjoying the show enough? I'm not, I mean, are you well, like, eh, Peter, I mean, here, let me, let me say this because I'll jump out. Uh, uh, let me say this. I mean, this is what's great about our podcast, right? We all have our different opinions and this and that and whatever. Uh, I watched the first two episodes, the first one with, a, you know, and got me mildly interested. The second one, I was sort of like, really? And then the third one, the reason why I'm jumping out is, it, you know, it's a little bit of homework for us, right? We have to watch shows and this and that. And I literally went to hit play because I was like, oh, I got to watch the third episode. And I thought, do I? Do I have to watch the third episode? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do I? Is it really required viewing? Um, So even though I had opportunity, ample chance, ample time, I chose not that my thumb was hovering over the play button and I removed it. So I know I'm going to be interested in hearing what you guys have to say about three because I'm sort of out. I I, when when push came to shove and that moment came, that moment of truth. I did not watch it. I did not watch episode three. So uh, someone take it away because I'm very interested to see what three did. Uh, Allison, go ahead. What did you think? Um, well, I did watch it. Uh, and actually, um, I, I, I think I liked this, this episode better than the others. Things are actually starting to happen. Um, the, you know, the storyline is starting to gel. Uh, it's, it, you know, at the very, at the beginning, I was, I was like, eh, I don't don't care. Um, and, and really the first two episodes, it was very hard for me to get engaged in, in anything that was really happening. I think the third episode kind of starts bringing it together. So I care a little bit more about the characters. It's, it's sort of hard because I, the, the problem with is the central character she is just not that engaging to me. I'm more interested in the side characters than than I am in her. Um, I like the uh, the guy. The guy. What is he? He's the the, the, the their unit is called the Terramungian or something. I can't even pronounce it. Uh, Telamasca is that it? Something something like that. I think he's interesting. I want to know more about his yeah, organization. Yeah, I like him. I like and then him. when they put up that aura of protection around his apartment, I was like, whoa, what the heck? There's like 20 people got out of cars. I was like, what's happening? 
So all of that I thought was good. I also really liked at the beginning of the episode, this is the part where Peter, put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> um, so this is the part where I really thought that she's in shock of what just happened in the elevator. And she gets accosted by her aunt, who we know is not a good person. And it's like, hey, come back to the house. I'll take care of you. I'm your aunt. And then the uncle shows up and she's like, I got here first. She's mine. And she very wisely was like, you know what? I'm out of here. So she just like got out. She was like, I don't know who you guys are. Something's going on. This person got killed in front of me. I, I don't have enough information. So she goes to the guy she's met before and she at least rudimentarily trusts him. And she's like, I'm going to get information from a non-biased party and figure this out. The thing that I'm not sure worked as well was the uh, second line bit where she was drugged and hallucinating and you're not sure who was real and who wasn't real. Uh, I felt like that went on a little too long because it's obviously he's trying to, the, the man, what's his name? Lester, Lasher. Lasher, Lasher, Lasher. Is, is obviously trying to get an in, inroads on her and trying to seduce her and everything. And now we find definitively that the uncle is working for that guy uh but the thing well, that's that what i figured me... before there was just you know i, I mean, mean when he, yeah. he got the the uh, her mother pregnant deliberately right right, right. I mean, you yeah know, that was he's I, working yeah, towards just, yeah. something so right. i i i actually thought i i liked that sequence a lot but i i think what what they were going for was this sort of dream logic sense right uh, with that right. and and i really thought that they hit the the nail on the head where where that was concerned they got that feel really well um, also, I, I think the more that they use Jack Houston, who plays Lasher, the better. I love him. He's a wonderful actor. And, um, he's sufficiently creepy, too, at least is, in this episode he yeah, was, well, because he, it, it really felt like, I was like, please don't have sex with her, please, because I was like, she's out of her mind. I was like, ah! Mm -hmm. you know, but he does they that threat kind of thing. At the same time, yeah. he brings he brings more to the character. I remember him in Boardwalk Empire, you know, when he played oh the, that's where he's from right with the the oh he had the right, damaged right, face yeah. he was the sniper yeah. and you know yeah, he's playing that. this character who who kills people for a living at the same time he's you know deeply troubled and disturbed so you you feel for him and i think he 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 has that ability to play these characters who do terrible things and yet at the same time you know you're you're more you feel a little more for them you, you sense more complexity than that from from well, his performance one, one other point i have to bring up which made me super angry is the conversation like once she escapes the aunt comes back to the maid she's like how long have you worked for our family i was like oh no like as soon mm -hmm. as that conversation started i was like uh that alcohol's drugged stop drinking it and she's like i've worked for your family for 40 years and i was like this is not gonna end well and i was correct uh and it just that whole scene just made me super super angry yeah that, um, that was horrible i mean they she that that's the thing they she worked for them for 20 years she's a human being and they i mean well i guess this this is the south um and yep. they just they treat her like you know she's this expendable object yep. you know she's she's yep. just there so they can they can you know hang the thing around her neck and hopefully get and it didn't even last very long like she no, bashed her own face in yeah, it's like, what would a waste with that? They're like, oh, we need someone to contain her or whatever. That lasted, what, five minutes? Like, I mean, that wasn't a full day. Yeah. Like, 
I was like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting people's lives like this? It was ridiculous. Um, but that, so yeah, that's the one thing that just made me angry. Um, but I definitely want to see the next episode. I will say that. So I'm in. All right. Next up, we're going to talk the last of us and I'm trying to get Peter's attention. Okay. We're the next up. We're going to talk the last of us. Oh, finally. And (laughs) finally, (laughs) and I want, I want Peter to start us off mainly because how many times have you played the game? Probably half a dozen times. I probably played part one and part two each six, six or seven times. I don't know. I've played a lot. Yes. And so I would say you would have the most expertise in, in this particular. Well, I was also uh, probably the most nervous about the adaptation because I have a lot, like, because I have such a love for the source material that I was very like, eh, we'll see how this goes. And I had been, you know, watching the casting for years and, and of course, as we all know, video game adaptations um, usually do not go well. Um, Correct. So, um, but um, I, I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks, though. I mean, um, yes, I, The Last of Us is probably one of my favorite stories like of all time. Um, not just as a, not just as a video game, although I did experience it in an interactive way. So, I mean, that is a different way of experiencing a story. Um, but I can't talk about everything until I get, I'm assuming the first season is the first game, which means it's going to take place over a year. That's the game takes, the game takes place in one year and then part two kind of jumps ahead like five years. So I'm assuming that's what this is going to be. We can talk more about that once the show's actually done with its ninth episode. Um, but yeah, I mean like, you know, this is one of the first video games that performance and motion capture, even though in the game, they don't necessarily look like the actors like Ashley Johnson plays Ellie and she's in her forties now and she's playing teenage Ellie. So obviously she doesn't really look like Ellie and Troy Baker who plays Joel doesn't look anything like Joel, but still their performances really ring true for anybody. That's a huge fan of like these games. So it was, even though I love Pedro Pascal and I don't remember Bella Ramsey that much. So I was like, eh, these people will see, I don't know. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I was pretty nervous. I was excited that the pilot was not like basically an hour and a half, which I heard, and I think Livia was even told me. So basically the pilot is the first two episodes. Right. They put right. them together. Which right. is why, because it was supposed to be 10 episodes. So the first episode would have ended with him throwing the, the, the girl in red's body into the, into the fire, which like would have been good, but nowhere near as good as where they end like the seven right it's a much better like ending and i will say like one thing that i was very curious about was that like while i knew if you're adapting a video game which is very much about interactivity and action obviously you're not just going to make this a bunch of fight scenes even though halo the halo show does have a lot of like action scenes and everything i was like well no last of us is very character based i mean the whole thing is basically this like surrogate father daughter really like that's the show it's like if joel and ellie work for you like the trope of the, even though they're not called zombies, it's basically some infected kind of thing and it's a post-apocalyptic world. Like all those tropes are still there. So the key is really how much are you invested in these two? Um, And I I gotta say like watching the pilot, one thing that really rang true for me was that I forgot how powerful, like for people who played The Last of Us, that opening when you meet Joel and his daughter, Sarah, you play as Sarah, 
And so you're like, okay, I'm Sarah. That's the game. And then Sarah dies. And you're like, oh my God, she dies. And I was very curious how this would work in the show because it's not interactive, but I got to say the actors really pulled it off. And I think they did a really good job with um, Parker, the actress playing Sarah, that we get to see so much of her life. Like there's the next door neighbors and we're seeing, you really do feel like she's your lead character and everything. And then, so when she dies, it's like, it's pretty devastating and stuff. I mean, I thought it still works like as, as, as the show. Um, I guess the thing that really got me, and I want to hear what other people thought was that my fear with adaptation is, well, if you were to just string the cutscenes together, you would have a pretty good narrative, but you can't really just do that. So I was like, okay, so they're going to have to add more like backstory and things on the side. And is that going to just seem superfluous to me? And so far, no. So far, like, I like all the stuff with Tess. I mean, who, I mean, I love Anna Torv. Although the woman who played Tess is, I think it's Anna Schoenberg. She was on like 24. Like, she's a big actress. She's been in tons of things and she's really good. But I mean, I do think Anna Torv is, is great. She but I'll say an example. She was in Fringe. Yeah, yeah, we know. No, no, no. Anna Torv, Anna Torv is on Fringe. The oh. woman who originally plays Tess, the character in the video oh. game, she's on 24. She's on like tons of stuff. So I didn't know if they would just use her. Like, the woman playing Marlene, she's in the video game. Like, that's the same woman. The woman who played the voice and um, motion capture of Marlene is the actual actress that's on the show, which is awesome, which I right. think is really right, great. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I was very curious. And the show definitely is taking certain changes, but narratively it works better in the show. The biggest example I would give is that in the show, Sarah dies Joel, you know, Joel gets to the security, the police, whatever guy, the guy does the call on the radio. And he's like, oh, he's like, no, no, we're not infected. We're fine. And he gets the call. And he's like, oh, but there's a little girl there. And it's like, nope, you have to kill them. So then they shoot, she dies and everything. And it's a really sad scene. At the end of the pilot, I like how basically this is when you find out that Ellie is infected. And so the guy that Joel had been talking to, this police guy is like, oh my God, and there's that moment, right? And it's going to flash back to the moment of like what happened with Sarah. And he just like beats the heck out of that guy. That's not in the game. In the game, I think it's just like quick and they kill him. And then it's the conversation of, wait a minute, you're infected. What does that mean? In the show, what they're doing is they're making it also about Joel's journey of like a decision that happened in a certain way and like it went down poorly. And then what that means now, 20 years later. And I think that's a good example of how in a television show is like, oh, this works really well. Like you, you don't really get to do that in a game, um, but that rounds out like the two episodes well. Um, but I thought the pilot was really good. I thought I really don't have any issues. I mean, the only tiny issue I can think of, and I get it, it's a TV show, is that in the, sh in the game, when you walk into a room with like dust, the dust is spores. So the, if you breathe those spores in, that's that fungus that can turn you into a monster. So no, they changed it. They changed it. They changed it to where right. it's not spores anymore. Yeah, because right. they didn't want that just walking around. They didn't with masks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because so big, game, who wants to be reminded of anything that's spread through the air? Hello. <laughs> but in the game, it's a nice. I'm not watching game, that. In a game, in the game, it's a nice thing because there's a moment where Ellie is just enters a room and Joel has a mask on and he's like, "How are you breathing this?" And she's like, "I told you." Like, I'm immune. And it's a good way to prove to the character. In here, it's like she's got the scar, 
And it's like, yeah, I guess so. But like to see it, to see her actively breed stuff and be fine is a good, it's a good thing where you're like, oh my God, like she really is immune. But, it's but I have to say, it. counter counter to that is the opening segment. Which oh, is I love the opening. Game. That was great. Yeah. Not the in opening the game. segment. Opening. Yeah. Them just describing that freaked me out. I was well, like, they're like well, fungus, fungus dies at 94 degrees. And he's like, yes, but if the planet got hotter and you're yeah, like, oh, no. I thought that was great. That was great. <laughs> I love <laughs> really the way good. that they staged it, actually. It was, it was beautifully done. I mean, yeah. they picked, I mean, they could have said it in any little talk show or whatever or, you know, a news thing. And instead, they picked this 1968 Dick Cavett-like talk show. Um, you know, back in back in the days when talk shows actually would have experts and they talk about serious subjects. Um, and and John Hanna as as the uh, as the scientist um, just does such a great job scaring the living pants off of you with this <laughs> description it's like and you're ticking off as as he's talking about this you're ticking off in your head okay well that's that's like today check check exactly check. exactly um, i was like that's terrifying yeah, yeah so it was it was it was brilliantly done you know and then they segued to the the actual storyline itself but i i that just if if they were going to suck me in with anything they did a brilliant job with that and yeah. I don't play I don't play video games or anything like that. So I, I come at it com from a completely different angle than Peter does. I, I I've heard of the game before. You know I know it's really popular, but I don't play it. So I but I, I had no investment as far as that's concerned. And I'm kind of I'm not kind of, but I'm very zombie apocalypsed out uh, as far as those kinds of things. So I you know I was curious because of all the hoopla about this, but I didn't have really super high hopes that it was going to engage me a lot and uh, instead it just grabbed me by the throat from the very beginning and didn't let go i thought it was a brilliant pilot just completely from from the very beginning all the dramatic choices that they made were were wonderful and and unique within the con context of the genre and the performances were ex uniformly excellent so um, I, the, the whole scene too, I remember, and, and I remember thinking, this really looks like it was very video game-ish when they're driving through the town trying to get out mm. and you're seeing it from, from their perspective. That's almost frame for frame from the game. Well, is it go. really? Because yeah, it was- the game. That's yeah. like frame for frame. Yeah, that's almost yeah, exactly- that's But exactly. it's super exciting. I mean, when works. you're just, because you're trapped in the car with them and trying to get out of there. And then the scariest thing, Possibly because it's like one of my personal fears, seeing that plane oh falling God. out of the sky toward them. Um, and that that was all of it was staged just just brilliantly. It was wonderfully done. Um, so I, I thought that really they did a, a fantastic job with this pilot, and I'm definitely definitely going to be tuning in for the rest of it. You said, um, go ahead. Yeah. So here's what I will say. Uh, and, and this is not at all uh, <laughs> uh, um, pointed at, at, at Peter. That seems like I'm picking on you today. Um, here's what I hear. I heard nothing about the show, right? Uh, nothing. Uh, so I'm going in even blinder than you. Uh, Allison. And uh, when I was a kid, I played a lot of video games. So I don't inherently have like a thing against video games. I just 
a hundred percent. And this isn't just video. When Peter was like, and the video game, this and that. And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm the same way when people go and the book, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't care. I, I, I've never, I didn't read the book. I don't know about the, the, like, you know, it was a song. I don't care that it was based on a song. Pirates of the Caribbean. Like who cares? I, it, uh, if you're a show, you need to win me over as a show. If you're a movie, you need to win me over as a movie. So for me, I did not know what to expect. Uh, hadn't heard the, I hadn't heard the hype. Uh, didn't even know what it was about until I think uh, you told me, Libya. And then I had the Allison reaction, which was, yeah, I don't know about the zombie apocalypse thing. I, I'm, you know, I was already scared that we were going to have a zombie apocalypse with COVID. I don't need to watch this now. And I really thought. Uh, do I? But then I then I started talking to you guys and 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 hearing the the stuff, and I thought, well, okay, I need to watch this. Um, it reminded me very much, uh, and I said this to Libya already. It seemed like a Children of Men, and Twenty Eight Days Later had a baby, um, and it's not an insult or a, it's not at all dismissive. Um, it those both those movies were fantastic. Um, it wasn't so derivative where I was like, oh, there's nothing new about this. Uh, I thought, I'll just say it, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was an excellent pilot, just like Allison said. Um, it didn't grab me by the throat. It was actually more subtle. And that's actually sort of what I liked about it. I thought it was very um, naturalistic. It kind of creeped up on me in a way that was like not in my face. Like this is post-apocalyptic. This is zombies are happening. It was very, very natural, organic. Um, the colors were warmer than, you know, uh, Children of Men. Children of Men was very icy and blue, and I felt the post-apocalyptic push. And this was much more human. Uh, and you know, the story that starts with the the father and the daughter. Um, you know, I thought that was uh, very sweet. You know, and it needed to be because it needed to make me so invested quickly so that I would cry when she died. You know what I mean? And <laughs> you know, it was manipulative, but it needed to be. You know what I mean? Uh, so I didn't I didn't ding them for that. Um, and then I will give them points for the creepiness factor. I, you know, they, it was not excessively gory. It wasn't gratuitous. Um, it was absolutely creepy. It needs to be. It's a zombie film. I think there was just one jump scare. You're allowed one, you know, one every three or four episodes, but that's it. We don't need jump scares. It didn't need, you know, jump scares. Um, so for me, I thought uh, it's a show that I didn't really, it, it's in our wheelhouse for sure. But I, I'm exhausted by it, uh, and I heard nothing about it, and now I'm very excited. I think, um, and I say this every week, <laughs> the finding the humanness in the extraordinary, in the crazy sci-fi fantasy, whatever, is the key. We expect the humanness in your dramas and your even procedurals and you know this and that. But when you can grab me uh, most by not so much the mystery or the larger struggle. We know what the struggle is going to be about. They're going to be beating off zombies. They'll be chased. They'll be hiding, you know? But for me to really care about the people who are being chased uh, and scared and fighting for their lives, to do that so quickly uh, and so deeply, uh, thank you, Pedro Pascal, for being something very nice to look at as well. Um, <laughs> I, I I, think I don't care. I can't fall honestly with anything uh, for the... Uh pilot i will say this uh i knew that sarah was gonna die the entire time i was watching it i did not and they still got me yeah because i played the bit no i'm not saying you did i knew because i played the video game so because i played the video game i knew she was gonna die and so i'm waiting for it and they still got me and yeah. i was like man 
that's that's good like yeah. you know so i give them multiple points for that um the one thing that they did change is uh he's hunting his brother on the show he's looking for his brother because his brother's gone missing yeah. in the game he's just doing like his brother's there his brother's definitely a character but he's not looking for his yeah, brother in the, in the game, game in the game he and his brother are estranged and oh. you do meet him eventually and here i guess it's more like they're giving they're still him, estranged they're giving, yeah. right, they're giving him almost like a double goal like yeah, the goal is right you gotta yeah. get this girl out of the quarantine zone also, it's heading towards the, where your brother is. And it's like, yes. oh, okay. In the game, it's more, it kind of comes, yeah, it's different. But it works. It's fine. I mean, it, yeah, it still works. Yeah, I think it still works. And I really did like Anna Torv's, uh when she shows up and she's all beat up and she's trying to talk this guy out of killing her because she's like, oh, no. Uh, my my it's boyfriend's cool us. yeah, it's cool. It's cool. My boyfriend's like, I'll tell him, and it'll be oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, first, the first thing she does when she gets to her to get to Pedro Pascal, she's like, "So we're gonna kill this dude." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I also wow. Love, I also love that. Um, you know, people had always wondered if Joel and Tess had a romantic relationship because in the game, they're always kind of close, and in here, you just have this one moment where I think she like jumps into bed and she kind of hugs him for a second. And then like, they move on with the scene. And so for, as a fan, I was like, aha, they were together romantically. I assumed it too. Right. They had that. Uh, I thought they did a great job with that. It wasn't over. Yeah. Their chemistry. Their chemistry was great. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. one of those, like, it, you know, it's one of those things where I watch like a, you know, one a post-apocalyptic or any sort of a thing where there's, they're in imminent danger. And then the hot couple like stops to have sex or kiss or something. And I'm always like, what? You can't be doing that. So I thought the way they showed that they really cared about each other and they counted on each other was, was also re re really realistic and really well done. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, they felt like an established couple the way they did it. Yes. Right, right. right. Yes. So let's wrap that, totally. wrap this up. Uh, yep. I will say definitely this is the highlight that I'm going to be talking about for the next couple months. Hopefully. So, well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, hopefully. Hopefully the game keeps good. I, 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 have, I have the inside scoop, at least for the next couple. So I, I hear it's really good. good. The reviews are good. Yes. yes. I've, I've heard it's really good. So I, I am very hopeful. All right. So let's wrap that up. If you guys have any questions or comments, you leave them at tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on uh, Sci-Fi Radio. Weed and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.